0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820
1: brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and then we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversation. And it is our sincere hope that in listening, you will gain insight and wisdom, maybe even a little courage, maybe some understanding, and you'll be able to have these conversations with your own kids. And in doing so, you can raise the saints in your lives and in your families. So thank you for joining us. Today we are talking about rules, too many rules to be a Catholic, Um, or so they say. So we have three wonderful young people with us today who want to share their perspective on living out their faith and following the rules and following the guidelines of their faith. So why don't you tell me your name and where you go to church? We'll start with you. I'm Molly, and I go to Church of the Resurrection.
2: I'm Joey, and I go to St. Andrew Parish. And I'm
3: Tony, and I go to St. Paul's.
1: Great. Well, thank you all for being here today. Um, I think there's a common complaint about religions or about people who are religious and that complaint is, oh, there are too many rules. You guys have to do too many things, follow too many things. And, and I want to talk about the misconceptions of that with you guys. Um, have you heard this complaint before or heard of it?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and is it offered as a criticism too many rules generally? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think people are referring to when they make that statement?
3: Well, I think they're referring to all the rules that we have regarding um, chastity, regarding the sacredness of life, regard- I mean, all the things that you find in the catechism, I mean, there's whole sections devoted to that. Um, so I think they're kind of referring to all those kind of regulations that the church, quote-unquote, puts on us, I guess you could say. Uh,
1: do you, did you want to add to that, Joey? Yeah, I, okay, the big one I
2: always hear is um, going to Mass on Sunday. How? You know, people always say that's like a requirement, but, you know, I always hear that from some of my fellow Catholics, too.
1: Yeah, right. From from Mm -hmm. supposedly religious people who don't still don't want to follow rules. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would agree that they think that the catechism is very um, in-depth and intense, which it is. But um, they often find that to be intimidating or bizarre that we have to live by
1: all of those guidelines. You know, it's funny, going back to your comment, Joey, about having Mm -hmm. to go to Mass on Sunday. I was listening um, to a non-Catholic radio station the other day. Don't tell anybody here at St. Gabriel that I was doing that. But um, (laughs) there was an article, there was a news piece about um, this growing atheist community that meets on Sunday mornings. <laughs> and they don't call it church, obviously, but it's 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 a need that they have to gather, you know. And I'm thinking, wow, that's so telling. Like <laughs> it's, it's, we need to do it. We need to come together. And um, anyway, that's kind of a side note. But d- do you think that we're an anti-rule culture?
2: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think we're turning
3: into one.
1: Turning oh, into yeah. one, becoming more so. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Why is that?
3: Well, I think people always have kind of this bad idea of what authority is. Um, maybe they've had a bad experience with authority, but they kind of want to do—they want to do what they want, when they want, how they want to do it. I mean, it's all about them. I th- and I think in that regard. Yeah,
2: I, I just think. Um, Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just think people think they have all the answers, so they don't want to be told what the answers are, even though, you know, maybe they don't always have all the answers.
0: I also think that people are confusing a lack of rules with freedom, which you can have freedom within rules and it's still just as free as it would be otherwise, but you know, often people just don't want to be constrained and they're like, "Oh, they're taking away
1: our freedom." Right. Well, that's not really how rules work. But why are the rules in place for us, for Christians, for Catholics?
3: Well, I think honestly, I mean, the job of the church is to save souls, to get as many people as possible to heaven. So those rules are there not to constrain us, not to bind us, not to tie us up, but rather to give us, help us to live, give us restrictions, not restrictions, give us guidelines to live the best life that will hopefully lead us to heaven, hopefully lead us to our eternal goal as a church, as a family.
2: Yeah, like Tony said, I see them as more of guidelines than rules because like, I mean, the church isn't going to punish you necessarily for if you don't go to mass on Sunday, but it's like, do you want to fit your lifestyle with with the way of the church it's your choice we have freedom like um,
0: Molly was saying yeah yeah Yeah. Um, I also think that we have rules and guidelines for our own benefit like the church's rules exist to keep us from falling into sin and to get us on the path to heaven so um, I mean I work in a children's center uh, like a daycare And we have rules like about no running and stuff. And that's so the kids don't fall and hurt themselves or hurt other kids. And that's the same principle here. Like, so we don't fall into sin. We have these rules and guidelines. Good analogy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the the analogy about, you you know what? We don't need those yellow lines on the road. Drive wherever you want. Right. Right. (laughs) We don't need those signs pointing us in the right direction. Yeah. Um, And Tony, kind of going back to what you were saying about the church wants us all to get to heaven. The church wants us to have an abundant life. I mean, that's right out of the Gospel of John 10.10. 10. A thief comes to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Um, and I think if we're not, you know, we don't have this strict God who wants to control us. We have this loving God who wants us to be truly alive and truly free to love him. And and I think that if we aren't familiar with that, if we aren't familiar with the abundance of of living our lives for Christ it can seem very restrictive um but for you guys in your experience how is a christian life more abundant i mean can you even envision a life without christ what would be lacking what would you be missing what what's the abundance of a christian life
3: well i think there would be at least i mean i've always grown up catholic but i think there would be an emptiness there'd be something there'd be a hole inside of you that you couldn't fill with material things you couldn't fill with things of the world and so, living within these guidelines helps us to fill that hole in our hearts with Christ, fill it with through the love of the church, the ministry of the church, we can fill that hole with god 's grace and so I think those guidelines are really there to help us to do that to to fill that void in our life.
2: yeah, and we can uh, to add on to that. we can do that through um, the sac- the blessed sacrament of um, the Eucharist um, that Jesus instituted and um Going back to, like, going to Mass, how that's a rule, per se. Like, um, um, we go to Mass to receive Jesus, to receive grace. So, people say, well, you don't have to go to Mass to be a Catholic or whatever, or be a good Christian, but it makes your life more full with the sacrament of Jesus, or with Jesus within you.
1: Right, what you can receive at Mass that you can't receive anywhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think that without faith there
0: would be a lot less hope like i i know that when i look at um you know horrible things that happen to people or happen in the world or you know see the world falling into sin um the thing that keeps me from losing hope is the fact that i'll get to go to heaven someday and we'll all be happy and peaceful you know right so i don't i i guess i just um think that without that you would; it'd be so easy to fall into despair in life, and you see you see that happen, and I see that happen, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
3: And going to back to what Joey said, I like um, when he was talking about going and receiving that grace from the Blessed Sacrament. I like to think about the dismissal that the deacon gives us at the end of Mass. He says, "Go and announce." No, I'm sorry. Go and glorify the Lord by your life. And so, how could we glorify the Lord by our life? By our life, if we didn't get that spiritual recharge, if you will, by the grace that we get through the Blessed Sacrament, through hearing the Holy Scriptures. Um, even our venial sins are forgiven by the, abs- by the priest's absolution three times during the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. So without that grace, all those graces that we receive, I don't know how we could go out and glorify the Lord by our lives throughout the week. I don't know how I personally would be able to do that.
2: Yeah. So. yeah um, to add on to that, um, St. Peter. I believe, it, or St. Paul. I can't remember. So, <laughs> um, Go ahead and do the honest. quote. We'll see it. between us we can come up with. In his epistle, um, he said something along the lines of, I am dead, only Christ lives within me. So, you know, it, it, if we don't have Christ within us, how can we really live for the eternal life?
1: See, and this is why you guys aren't, constrained by the rules or held down by the rules because you clearly have a deeper understanding of the joy you know you see these things as guidelines or as uh help you see Mm -hmm. you see it as help for your journey you know and i think a lot of people don't have the benefit of knowing tony that your venial sins are absolved three times during the holy sacrifice (laughs) of the mass you know (laughs) instead you're like i'm bored you know and i heard um Annie Hickman, I think I've said this before. I heard Annie Hickman once say, if you're bored at Mass, it's your fault because you're boring, you know, and <laughs> you don't That's know what's great. going on and you're not paying attention. And, um, he said it in a much more eloquent way than that, of course. But, um, uh, but going back to that, that scripture, that verse, John ten ten, 10, a thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. Um, in what, what are some ways in which not having the rules can steal and slaughter and destroy lives. I mean, we, we have the rules so that, so that we have life in abundance, but when we don't have rules or don't follow rules, that's when the stealing and the slaughtering and the destroying becomes rampant, I think. I don't know. I wondered if, if you had any examples of that or ideas about that.
3: Well, for example, let's go back to, well, the church's rule on, let's say, the different rules about chastity and living a chaste life, whether you're married, single, whatever. Without those rules, we're going to destroy—if we went and did whatever we want, whatever we felt like it, because it just feels good, we're going to go destroy the innocence of others. We're going to destroy the innocence of ourself. We're going to destroy the purity of others, that pureness of heart that Christ talks about in the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. We're going to destroy all of that. And I go back to you, then we're going to have that empty feeling within our soul. Slow, and that's—honestly, I, I don't think anybody in their right mind would want that. And so without these rules, whether we know it or not, we can kind of become self-destructive, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, um, going back to like the Old Testament, um, when God sent Abraham or Moses, <laughs> Moses with the uh, 10 commandments, he sent the 10 commandments to him, um, on the, on the mountain. Um, and then, you know, way down the road, they were going off the path of those commandments. They weren't following him anymore, the Jews. And so that's why, um, God sent his son to the new covenant institute the new covenant and get his people back on track.
1: Because it- there was stealing and slaughtering mm-hmm. and destroying, yeah, right, right, like, in Absolutely. the
2: literal sense,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: and even today in the literal sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it, but we mask it. We call it. We call it other things, you know, yeah. choice or you know, whatever, mm-hmm. freedom, freedom yeah. or yeah. Wh- what? whatever. But um, yeah, right. If you are just joining us, you are listening to Raising Saints on AM eight twenty Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio. I am Katie Wyatt, and we're here today with Tony, Joey, and Molly, and we're talking about the rules of living a Catholic life. Um, and the freedom that we actually find within those rules and within those guidelines. Uh, Has there ever been a time when you were really grateful for rules, like really grateful to have that black and white, anything you want to share about or tell about? Um, Well, I,
0: I mean, whenever I'm in a situation where I don't feel comfortable, I can always fall back on my faith. It's like, no, I can't do that. I'm Catholic, right? which is nice. But it's also nice to let people know that, you're not comfortable with whatever it is that's going on based on your faith. Um, for instance, I was at a slumber party when I was in like middle school and someone brought out a Ouija board. You know, I, I got really scared because, you know, I used to be really scared by like ghost stories and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Plus Ouija I, boards are literally scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I yeah. They be.
1: <laughs> yeah. right. Uh,
0: so I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm Catholic and we just don't believe in that. And so I got also out of that sinful situation and out of that scary, scary situation. situation. Yeah.
1: Out of that nightmare. So just as a just as a point of curiosity, did they go ahead with the Ouija board and you were just like, you went and ate Doritos or something? or were like, <laughs> That's pretty much uh, what yeah. I mean, i am always <laughs> so eating Doritos you so that got, wasn't
0: anything different. But <laughs> you got the better end of that
1: deal anyway. We're sponsored by Doritos, right? <laughs> uh, no, but we should be. Okay. So we can call them. <laughs> what about you, Joey or Tony? Any situations where you were so thankful for the rules?
3: Well, I mean, outside of a Catholic standpoint, I mean, I'll go, I'll be driving in the car or riding in the car or whatever, and you'll see some genius go flying down the road, and I mean, every once in a while you'll see a cop pull him over, and you can sit there and say, "Well, I'm thankful that we have a traffic rule in place, right?" Because I mean, for all we know, that I could keep flying down the road and end up injuring somebody or even worse, and so even the little rules, the the speed limits, those kind of things that we have in our life, are, I think, I'm grateful for. Yeah.
2: And yeah, to add on to that, like. Um, those rules are here to help us, like we talked about earlier. So I'm glad that um, we have these rules, so we can kind of unite. We can kind of like rally behind these rules, uh, kind of, um, and like use that to go out and into the uh, into the world and help other people feel what we feel and um, you know get them on their track to holiness and eternal life.
1: Because some pe- sometimes people think they're finding freedom in no rules. And then when they discover the structure of a faith, mm-hmm. then they really feel much more free, and much right. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to do this by myself. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to. Yeah. Right. Um, has there ever, ever been a time when you weren't grateful for the rules? When you were like, darn it, I wish
3: I didn't have to follow that rule. <laughs> Well, like we've all had an experience where our parents said, you can't do this for X, Y, and, for X, y, and Z reason. And you sit there and you can think of a million reasons on your head why you think you should be able to go do that. But
1: Are um, you talking about dessert before dinner by any <laughs> chance? Because that's my big one. Yeah,
3: well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now that I'm an adult, I can do that. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking more of like the rules of our faith or the guidelines. If there ever been a time when you – probably not for you guys because you're all such – Good kids. But, yeah. yeah, Molly.
0: I mean, it's certainly not easy to follow all the rules right. of our faith. Like, um, for example, going to Mass on Sundays. Like, some days you just don't want to get up
3: yeah, and yeah. go to
0: Mass on Sundays because you want to keep sleeping or whatever. Or you want to continue being at that slumber party even though they brought out the Ouija board. <laughs> <in the middle laughs> or but,
3: you're sitting at a friend's house on Friday night during Lent and they bring out the pepperoni pizza. Right. And ah, and you now. sit there That's and fun. go, shoot. I mean, <laughs> now so, you see where I was yeah. going with yeah. this Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's not easy. Certainly. Right.
2: Yeah. That's right. a good example by Tony for the <laughs> meat on Friday. Because um a few of my friends have or just people I've been around have, you know, pulled out like a chicken sandwich on a Friday mm-hmm. in Lent. Like, and oh, I'm here with so like good. a cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. It's, it's also tough. Very, very hard to resist temptation in most forms. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the guidelines help us to find out what is the wrong thing to do and what is the right thing to do in a situation so it's still difficult but
1: it doesn't make me any less glad that they're in place right have you ever had to defend the fact that you're a quote rule follower like do people have people criticize you for being uptight or too religious or they accuse you of not being able to have fun
3: oh absolutely i think i'm pretty sure almost every time all of us here have had friends that wanted to do certain things. We'll go back to the Ouija boards, for example. Mm. They want to do that, and we're going to sit there and we're going to say, well, I can't do that. And they can call you a rule follower, but whatever they want to. But I think we know in our heart what's right, what we're called to do, um, what we're supposed to do. And so I think us three specifically, I mean, we're a little bit, we're nicely grounded in our faith. Thanks be to God for that. Um, But I think, so having that nice, solid faith cushion, if you will, like back to what Molly said, to fall back on I think is a great blessing for each one of us. And I hope, my hope is that, I mean, more teenagers are able to fall back on that and kind of fall back on their faith and use that as their rock, as their foundation um, when it comes to maybe not being able to do what your friends are doing.
1: Uh, on the, So on the other side of that, going along with what you were saying, Tony, you know, there are times when we're criticized for, you know what, you Catholics don't know how to have fun or you Catholic, mm-hmm. but are there other times then when your witness has made it an a difference in someone's life or or changed the direction a situation might have been going in like you were the one to stand solid and you know say nope these are the rules that I'm going to follow them and everybody went with you I, I have an example from my own life Go for it. When, yeah, when I was 17 and Purple Rain came out, which I know you guys don't even know what Purple Rain is. but I was spending the night with my friend Erica and we all snuck out of her house and went uptown in our little hometown to watch the Midnight Movie. And we're standing in line at the Midnight Movie. And I said, you know what, you guys, my parents would not want me to be here. And they all said, you know what? Ours wouldn't either. And we went and snuck back in her house (laughs) like it never happened. And so, I mean, I was in a situation where everybody, you know, thought this might be a good idea. Then once we got there, everybody was feeling like this is a bad idea, but I don't want to be the person to, you know, blow everyone's fun. So I did it. And it ended up, I don't know. Have you guys been in a situation like that where... I'm sure I have. I
0: feel like I've been in situations where like no one else really wanted to do it, but they like used me as excuses like, oh, Molly's Catholic. She can't, you know, whatever. So let's just not leave her out. I'm like, okay, I'm that's great. That role. Like, yeah. Let's do something else. That way I don't have to worry about you guys in this situation. Right.
1: Right. I heard a really cool approach to like defending our beliefs or defending our rules or our guidelines. Um, it, which was to put the positive spin on it, right? So if you're being criticized for being, you know, why aren't you pro-choice, you know? you You don't say I'm pro-life because abortion is heinous and barbaric, you know, instead you say I'm pro-life because every life is a sacred gift from God, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't know, I just, I heard that and I thought, we could do that with every single one of our beliefs. Every single one of our values. And and actually that's what they're all rooted in, right? Mm-hmm. They're not rooted in the negative. They're all rooted in the positive. And I didn't know right. if you guys had any thoughts about other other beliefs, other practices, other rules, other values that we hold that that like what the positive side would be versus what our culture sees as the negative side of those.
3: Well, I think I heard a proverb once where it said, it's easier to catch flies with honey rather than vinegar. Mm-hmm. So I think if we put a positive spin on anything, it's going to be more appealing to others. So we know we know it's right in our heart, but if we want others to kind of walk that road with us, maybe for their own sake, then I think if we put a positive spin on it, And I think we can do that. I mean, our Catholic faith, I love my Catholic faith, I think we can pretty much put a positive spin on anything we do in the Catholic Church, because um, you know, everything's just awesome. But I think if we put that positive spin on it more People will be willing to come with us, try it, maybe see what we have to say, see what we have to do, see why we have these rules or these guidelines.
2: And um, Saint Francis of Assisi said, uh, "Go out and preach the gospel. If needed, use words."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we don't. I mean, just with our actions, we can share our faith and our beliefs. We don't. We don't have to use words. And Pope Francis, I know, is very for that. He doesn't. He doesn't want you to go out and tell everyone their sins and that's how you can try and convert someone because it's just it's not going to work. They'll want to be away from you rather than to be with you Mm -hmm. and participate in what you're participating in.
1: Right. You need to preach the truth with love rather than condemnation. So if somebody says to you, we're all going to this party, there's going to be lots of alcohol there, there's going to be, you should totally come, you know, going along with what you guys are saying rather than say, You guys are idiots. That's illegal. You're, you know, I'm I'm appalled at your behavior. (laughs) How do you put, how do you spin that positively? Like, how do you witness in love in a situation like that?
3: Well, I mean, you could present to them the downsides of what could happen to them if they continued with this kind of reckless behavior, if you will. Yeah, but that's,
1: so then that's where they're going to go, you're being critical, you're being, you know, you're being judgmental. Like Tony was saying, St. Francis, I mean, Pope Francis, (laughs) jumping the gun there, Pope Francis (laughs) draws people in with his Mm. love and they want to be around him because he doesn't condemn, you know, like, I don't know, do you say, you guys, look how great life is without that stuff. Look, I mean... Yeah that's the approach I would use. It be or
0: present fun alternatives. Yes, like, mm-hmm. Or that's a good. One. We can have epic
1: lightsaber battles and build pillow forts. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> Where's that in the catechism? I'm looking that up. It's in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, people say that we're missing out on life when we follow the rules. Um, but when we don't follow the rules, what are we missing out on? We don't follow the guidelines of our faith. What do you think we're missing out on? What would you be missing out on?
3: Relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're missing out on grace. Um, When I was at youth group one time, uh, Tina, our youth minister, she showed us this diagram of what she called the grace triangle. She had the crucifix in the middle, and she had like pieces of tape coming down from this gigantic crucifix. And she said, well, when we follow the guidelines, when we live within Christ's teaching, we get closer, we get closer. And she moved herself towards the crucifix. And so she said... So when we follow these guidelines, when we live this way, we're going to be happier because we're going to be closer to Christ himself. So that kind of stuck with me so that every time I have a hard time following a guideline, I kind of like to think of that example and make the choice that hopefully will move me closer to Christ.
0: You're also missing out on eternal life.
1: Oh, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty important. uh, Yeah,
0: but so... I mean, the guidelines are just there for our benefit, as I said there, so we don't fall into sin and
1: into Satan's trap.
3: That literally is a trap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, it's not even insidious anymore. It's not. He, Satan's not even like he doesn't even have to be tricky anymore. You know, like these black masses that are popping up all over these different towns. It's like just blatant now. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we could. That's a, we'll do that topic another time because that's something definitely worth talking about. But um, I, I just think in summary, I think about the rules and the guidelines. They offer like solutions to problems. They offer clarity to confusion and answers to questions, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's just so many people who still this isn't attractive to them.
3: Kind of a sense of solidness in your life. It's, yeah, it's like that rock that you could have. I'm going to hold on to.
1: Well, I want to thank you all very much for being here today and having such good, open, honest discussion. You guys can come back anytime. You're wonderful. Thank you. Um, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. Lord, we thank you so much for this church. We thank you so much for building this church on the rock, on Peter. We thank you so much for... Um, the structure of our faith, which was all implemented by you. We thank you so much for the sacraments which come from you. We thank you so much for the rules and the guidelines and the magisterium of our faith, Lord. We thank you that we never have to flail. We never have to figure it out on our own. You love us enough that you have put it all into place for us. Help help us not to take that for granted, Lord, and help us to share that with others. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.